0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moving Mimosas. Today, we are drinking... Sangria mimosas, a mixture of sangria and samosas.
1: Cheers! Cheers. For this great interview and great morning and friendship. And traveling. Yes, and traveling. Yes. To traveling. Cheers. Cheers.
0: So welcome. Today
1: we have... Sandra Fernandez. And what do you do? So I'm basically an intersection of things. Like I... I'm a self-taught artist. Mm. Uh, I went to school for writing, so I'm also a creative writer. Mm-hmm. Um, Master's degree? Yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and, um, I also, I'm an editor in chief of my sustainable publication, mm-hmm. Intercultural Press. We promote intersectionality. Self empowerment for women. Yes, for women, people of color, mm-hmm. underrepresented folks, yeah. um, in communities from all over the world, yeah. um, and we also promote multilingualism. We oh, okay. we find that very important, and you know, languages are very important because you know we're all different. We all come from different places. We're all you know uh, raised differently. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's that's really important when it comes to identity. Because I'm bilingual too, so yeah. it, it hits a personal, um, like I guess, place in my heart. So yeah, and then what else? Oh, yeah. I, I guess that's that's all for now.
0: <laughs> and what kind of writing do you publish? So it's poetry, it's fiction, it's
1: so yeah. So for my own writing, I would say my forte is poetry. So mm-hmm. I love writing poetry. Like uh-huh. I feel like when I write poetry. It's kind of like I'm painting but Ooh. with words. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh. I feel like that's like my best form of communication. Writing is, is definitely the most intimate way that I can communicate with somebody. Mm-hmm. I feel like when I write, I'm really communicating from my heart. Yeah. So when I'm versus when I'm talking, you know? So I don't know if you've experienced the same thing with writing, but yeah, it's because I feel like you just there's just so much more to say when you take the time to like just let it out on paper. I understand. And where are you from? I'm from here. I was born here, but my family is from El Salvador. Okay. uh, Usulutan. Okay. And it's like a a coastal city. Nice. And yeah, it's, I heard it's beautiful. I've seen pictures. I don't remember much because I, it's been a while since I've been there. Yeah. I was two. I was two years old, so I don't remember much, but I, Hope to go there again okay. to visit someday, yeah. swim in those beautiful oceans mm-hmm. and look at the volcanoes and stuff. Yeah. So I'm just really like eat the fresh maranones, uh jocotes, like all the fresh frutas, the fruits and stuff, you oh. know, because I've only had them frozen. Yeah. So I would love to experience the freshness and just the culture from from my roots. Yeah. From my family's from someday soon. Someday soon. Yeah.
0: That sounds really nice. So then why if you don't mind my asking, how come you haven't been back, um, what, that's 26 years or? Yeah,
1: <clears throat> it's been, yes, I was two. So I'm 29 now. I haven't been, I feel for different reasons. Mm-hmm. At first, um, I didn't go because everyone is telling me it's dangerous. Right. La Mara Salvatrucha. It's like the most well-known, like, le- like, Brutal gang. That's MS13. Yes, yeah. MS13. It got started in the U.S. and then it got brought to El Salvador. I don't know if you guys know that. Everyone that's listening, it didn't start in El Salvador. Um, it was taken there. Oh, um, yes. So, oh. um, but yeah, it's interesting, mess up history. But that's why I didn't go first. Uh, recently I haven't gone just because I feel like I would love to go with a family, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. someone. Who lived there, like, who grew up there, you know? So I would love to go with my grandma. I would love, love to go with my mother. Yeah. She is the number one person I would love to go uh, to El Salvador to visit with because I know she knows all the spots. You know, she, she would, she knows all the good eating spots, the dancing spots, all the playas, all the beaches, you know? So I would, I know she would have, we would have a great time. So hopefully we could plan a trip soon so that'll be fun yeah that's important Mm -hmm.
0: well speaking of traveling so i know a few years ago now i think it's maybe two years you went to japan Mm -hmm. yes so tell me about that how long did you go and why why japan like you can go anywhere why did you choose japan
1: so i am latina i'm latin american but I also have Asian in my blood. Oh, okay. uh, my great grandfather from my mother's side was Japanese, and um, wow. yeah, so my mom's, my grandmother's last name was Morataya. So I've always been like interested and just amazed by the Japanese culture because what's not to like about it? <laughs> you know, like I mean, <laughs> right? No, it, for
0: real. it's
1: just like God. Like first of all, like I'm I'm a huge anime like person you know i love anime yeah kind of geeky about that um you know and i i love japanese food i've always loved japanese food okay um and i i was always kind of very much interested in the culture itself like in a more intimate and personal level because i feel like they've always seemed like such a peaceful Mm. collected and calm people mm. like you know and 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 or culture and 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 um when i visited there like well my ex the the person i was dating at the time was also very much you know into well he had traveled actually to japan and he was uh with his sister um and this was actually i think i believe it was like the second trip that he was taking mm-hmm. to japan um because his sister had been there prior for a field trip okay so they kind of just, you know, we all planned the trip together. Yeah. It was it was the three of us, including three other of our friends. So it was kind of, or actually five. So it was two of his friends, two of hers. No, three of his friends and two of hers. And then me. So it was kind of like, a, we were kind of rolling deep, yeah. like a little bit. Yeah. Um. We got an Airbnb house, two-story. Nice. And we planned it out and it was we stayed there for almost two weeks it was okay. it was um oh wait it was two weeks and it was honestly like one of the best two weeks of my life yeah. because like it was just such an amazing high and I, I it was just so surreal like everything was new everything was and what but I what I mean by new is like a new experience I've never seen it before yeah. like everything was fresh everything. Like the people were different, taking the trains were different. There was just a lot of of differences around me. Yeah. And I smoke weed, you know, and like going there was a thousand times better than that. You know, it it was, there's like no comparison. It was like a trap when you're traveling, there's such a natural high. Yeah, it is. That's that. No one can quite understand, and you can't really describe it unless you experience it yourself. Right. You know, like, because every place has a vibe to it, Mm -hmm. and it's all different. That's true. Mm -hmm. So you went there for two weeks. Did anybody in the group speak Japanese?
0: Yes, thank God. Oh, okay. okay, good. That's good.
1: Yeah, his little sister. Okay. His little, little sister spoke Japanese because um, she had been taking classes. So she, <laughs> thank God for her. <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness. Thank the universe for her. Because honestly, like, I feel like we would have been so much, we would have had so much more comfortable time getting around, right? Uh, getting from like train to train, right? Also, just communicating like simple things to like uh people yeah. that were in businesses like shopping um when we would go eating or retail shopping for souvenirs or anything right um if we didn't know how to ask something she was always there like she knew what to say right. and so and and also we had like translated like these apps we had a a, a guy in our group that had like a translating app on mm-hmm. his phone that you could scan like japanese writing and it would show you in english like it would translate yeah. like oh so that was also i was like whoa i didn't even know that was a thing yeah so that came in handy too but i preferred her her like traditional, yeah. like talk to them. exchange like interacting with people i'm i'm all for that yeah. a lot more than just using technology right yeah
0: okay good that's good so then you guys stayed in the airbnb you were there for two weeks it was the same airbnb you guys didn't hop from place to place it was you got were you in tokyo
1: yes oh. we stayed in tokyo oh and we stayed in this cute little neighborhood oh god what is it? it started with an n um it was literally close to the train okay. and it was in Tokyo and it was like a certain district and there was a lot of things that were nearby that was only like maybe a 5 minute train ride away okay. 10 minutes nice. 15 minutes um but we did have like a lot of food shops around us we had a mm-hmm. laundry mat um mm-hmm. which was so cute uh, <laughs> everything there is so cute. Like, <laughs> everything, I felt, like, kind of home. Yeah. Because I'm little. I'm short and I'm, mm-hmm. like, petite. So, like, the buildings there are short. Yeah. Like, okay. the like the doorways are short and, and slim. Everyone there is, like, short and slim and <laughs> petite. And <laughs> even old people are active. Yeah. Like, right. riding their bikes, walking, like, taking mm-hmm. the train. Like, like nothing. Mom's. Oh my god! I saw this mom riding like the simple bike. Yeah, she had like all of her kids on that bike, and she was riding it like nothing. Like, oh, okay. like I got this, you know. And she and and it, it's very humid out there, so okay. Um, you were in the summertime. Yes. Well, oh cool. my god, yeah. still beautiful, but I would not recommend it. <laughs> I would say spring. Spring. S- spring is a lot okay. better than summer because, like, I my skin and my lungs. It took like two to three days. For, for my lungs to kind of like get used to like the humidity of it cuz it's a it's a big island. Right. Uh like a island of islands. And also my skin, I broke out with acne like because mm. I guess mm. just it was so humid and the environment and the temperatures, everything was different so my skin right. was like what's going on. Right. But it took me like 3 to 4 days to recover and then I was fine. But um but yeah, it was um everything there was so detailed, so clean. Like wow. the streets were clean, the food in the 7-11s were I I like through. yeah, like gourmet. Like they literally take off the crust from your sandwiches there. Like they pay so much attention to detail yeah. and um nice. they have so much respect for <laughs> people. Like I encounter so many people that would bow, you know, that would show respect. That they have so much respect there. They don't even talk to each other on the trains. Okay. like they're quiet. quiet everyone's very quiet that sounds peaceful very peaceful i actually really enjoyed it like yeah. it was a nice change to what i'm used to like at the metro or the big blue bus right. <laughs> uh, you know like, or a school bus yeah. i mean it's it's and i've taken you know like the train from like downtown um, um la to like west la before right and it was nothing like that it was so different like I guess because people are just very like either on their phones or just kind of just to themselves, you know. And if you're talking too loud, everyone looks at you like, like, mm. like, why are you like, like, interrupting the piece, you know? Like, if I could compare it to anything, I would compare it to a public library. Okay, like nice, but in a big, subway, a big ass public library, big ass public library in a subway with no books and people just on their phones, like, not even like yeah. people are like, like when they would when you would talk this the the volume that i have right now is too loud
0: okay right so well, like yeah.
1: people right. would have to like talk a little bit like this like mm-hmm. kind of lower it and i didn't experience like anybody being loud there I mean, people it's... were very like like i guess not stoic. they have a lot of just... discipline yeah it's a lot of that's discipline. yeah i would call it discipline like because i feel like they're not suppressing anything they're just very, they have a different way of expressing themselves together. To they're together. when they're together, yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. But it's interesting. Yeah. yeah,
0: I really didn't know that. Honestly, I when I picture any city, I think loud New York. Yes, where you have people break dancing on the subway at seven in the morning or a mariachi band at exactly. seven in the morning. <laughs> you just be like, it's seven in the morning, but. <laughs>
1: That's nice that it's like that in Japan. I really, I did not know that. That's really cool. Especially in like places like Tokyo, like nice. where there's so much noise outside, like city noise. But like when you're like inside, it's it's like you turn into, it's like, it's like there's an on and off switch. Okay. You're outside and, and you could be like talking normal. Mm-hmm. Once you're inside, whether it's a subway or a restaurant mm-hmm. or any kind of building, it's like silence yeah it's like it's almost like wow. it's very yeah it's very intense like the piece is very intense <laughs> and so is like you know it's, <laughs> and so is like you know the
0: the it's like you don't want to be the loud person
1: exactly they're not that loud but when they do have the opportunity to like let loose and kind of loosen up when they're outdoors right it's not even that much more intense. It's it's like they're still on that calm, peaceful vibe. That's nice. Yeah, and they don't really, like, talk to you. There's nobody that really goes up to you and says, hi, how are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. people don't really do that unless, I guess, of course, you're a local and you're from there and you know people there. Yeah. But if you're traveling, I've noticed that, like, people don't really, like, ask you questions. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they avoid you, but right. they're just very to themselves, and like they won't talk to you unless you talk to them. Okay, yeah. So well, there's like my type of people. Yeah, yeah. I a lot. They they respect the Japanese respect boundaries like yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, and I was I was pleasantly surprised. I was sh- it was like a culture shock. Yeah. I experienced yeah. a, a pleasant, shock. very pleasant culture shock because yeah. compared to here, hustle and bustle. People aren't really considerate of other people's feelings. Okay. I That's was, a way to put it. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Okay. And now that I, you know, like, cause I mean, you know, it's okay to be loud. It depends where you are. Right. Um, But I feel like they really pay, they're very aware of, right. of who's around always, you know, and they try to like always keep the peace. Okay. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> Right. I admire that about them. Very nice.
0: I didn't know that, but honestly, now that you've told me that, <laughs> I, I really wasn't. I mean, I I have considered Japan because of like you know you hear about the cherry blossoms. And oh my
1: goodness! Yeah. You hear
0: about you know the the countryside, which is I've always been interested in. But me I didn't too. know you really don't know about the people. So I'm glad that you said that because that basically like my type of people. Maybe I'm Japanese too. Okay. yeah, well, seriously. <laughs> like maybe like,
1: we we were like for, I I honestly like. That's peaceful. I, I left a part of myself there. Okay. Like, and I say that in a way that, like, I feel like, like, I learned so much just being there the first few days.
0: Yeah.
1: So much about, I learned so much about the culture and, and, and them, but I learned so much about myself. Right. At the same time. Yeah. You know, like, how beautiful it is to really embrace another culture, especially one that you, you feel connected to. Like from your past, from your roots, yeah. you know, and it's like I got to know a side of myself from my history, from my ancestors, yeah. and like one that I've never experienced like that before. Right? Only here in the U.S. when I eat Japanese food or when I go to Little Tokyo. Yeah. But this when you're in Japan, it's like yeah, it's it's in your face, and I felt very humbled because mm. vulnerable mm. because. Like, I didn't grow up there. Right. I, I don't speak Japanese. I only know, like, I only learned, like, a few words before my trip there. Right. Like, basic stuff, like, where's the restroom? Or, like, thank you very much. Or, please. Mm-hmm. Stuff like basic stuff. Or, like, hi, how are you? Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Or, yes, no. Like, you know, and numbers here and there. But, and even, like, I don't know. You know, like, it's little just start. little things here and there, you know, I learned. Mm-hmm. But it really, it taught me a lot. I want to go back. So
0: that sounds nice. Yeah, that sounds beautiful. So, what did you guys do? Like, what were you, some of your favorite um, things? I know I, one thing I like that she told me about was the owl
1: farm. Oh my goodness! What was it? Okay, it was so okay, I have mixed feelings about this. Okay, whatever. what I'm about <laughs> what I'm about to share. Okay, because okay? I'm a huge animal lover. Right, I'm not vegetarian or anything like that. Um, but I just love animals, and mm-hmm. I love owls. But, like, okay, so it was in Tokyo, and I believe and it was in um, Hiyabara. Okay. The district of... Apo, or Harajuku, Harajuku district. Mm. Like, one of those very, like, touristy places. And one of the people we were with, they had, like, all these little cafes. Have you ever heard of, like, a cat cafe? Where yes. they have... It's a cafe, and they have, like, all these really cute cats where you could just pet, and they just hang out with you. Interesting. Yeah. So... Always wanted to go to a neko. Neko means cat in Japanese. Okay. Always wanted to go to a neko cafe, but I'll do that someday. <laughs> Maybe we could do that together. Like if we ever, you know. But yeah, that would be cool. If we ever plan a trip to Japan? That'd be awesome. But so they had all these other little cafes uh-huh. of like animals. Like uh, they had a Shiba. This mm-hmm. it's like that the Japanese Corgi. Like they look like Corgis, but they look a little different. Um, and then they had an owl cafe, and I was so excited really excited and then we we were waiting in a, a line it wasn't too big it was it was very populated the city was heavily populated there was a lot of tourists going and all, also locals the best thing i could describe it to is a busy day in downtown la okay in like the alleys mm-hmm. like in between like all that um the shopping district like mm-hmm. by fit kind of like on a regular busy day so we make line we only wait for 10 minutes and then it's like kind of like in a shady building like kind of we go down, kind of like, to, like, the first floor, and it's, it's cool, like, it's, it's a nice, big, big, big um, room downstairs, but it's kind of, like, a maze, and I noticed that there's, there's owls all over, kind of, like, all over, and, like, they have, like, their little stations. real owls. Real, real live owls. What was strange to me was (laughs) I've never, like, the only time I've ever experienced an owl, like, so intimately close was at a zoo or, like, Uh, like um, what do they call those? Um, it's like a sanctuary for animals. Okay. So like a rescue kind of. Okay. Um, this was cool in the sense that like you get to be intimate with owls, but they had they had like stuff attached to their um kind of like locks to keep them from flying. Okay. So it didn't really feel natural. Mm -hmm. Like it felt like it felt like they were there for our entertainment okay and that's what made me that's what that's what made me feel uncomfortable um the entire time right uh but I I'm grateful and I'm happy that I still got to connect with them and I got to see them that close and I I didn't touch any I I don't think I touched any of them because I wanted to show respect you know Mm -hmm. like I I want to admire you but from a distance you know Some of them looked happy. Some of them, most of them didn't look happy. They kind of look kind of sleepy a little bit because they're nocturnal. Right. And it was during the day. So they wanted to be asleep. That's not natural. I know. For them. They were beautiful, you know, but like I would say like everyone who's thinking about traveling to Japan and going to like one of those kind of cafes, owl cafes, cat cafes are different because they're cats. cats. They could walk around. They could do their own thing. Yeah, cats are cats. Try not to go to an owl cafe. Like, try not to go to a cafe where you know that that animal really shouldn't be there. Okay. You know, because it will, if you're sensitive to those kind of things and you love, you're an animal lover, you are going to feel some type of way. Right. Because, you know, I'm very sensitive when it comes to things like that. And I'm like, I'm really big on energy. Yeah. Right. So I felt uncomfortable the entire time I was there. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's good to know. Yeah. I didn't know that. And I be paid
1: like $15 for that, $12 for that. No, was something like that
0: did you consider this more of a
1: touristy thing or did you see locals in there too it was more it was definitely a touristy thing okay it, it okay. was it was definitely a way for them to make, make money. money gotcha and that's why i felt oh, out. okay and they had like in the entrance like they had like souvenir stuff like like owl stuff like i guess to like help them keep funding whatever they're doing um like, so they kind of try to make it like it, it felt very much like a souvenir shop, a souvenir owl shop, and with the benefit of like getting to pet and like see owls that you would never see mm-hmm. like in a um, public space unless you were in the wild, right. like, in the forest somewhere, you right. know. But, but yeah, that was that was one of the things that made me uncomfortable.
0: Gotcha. Good to know. I we didn't discuss that, so I actually didn't know that. So I'm glad you said it. That's yeah,
1: nice. but it's it, it definitely something um, to, to to keep in mind when when you go there. Right. Mm-hmm. So food. Oh yes. Let's talk
0: food. <laughs> my goodness. So what did you guys do while you were there? I'm assuming restaurants, or Ooh. I mean, did you guys eat at the Airbnb? Like what happened? What did didn't you we do?
1: Oh my goodness. <laughs> 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 okay, so thank goodness I I went with a bunch of foodies. Mm-hmm. Okay, because. And then people that were not shy to spend their money. Um, okay, is it pricey or? No, actually, Japan is actually a little bit cheaper than the U.S. dollar. So mm. I thought, I didn't know that. Okay. yeah, they they were saying it's a little expensive, but they don't tax you out there. Okay. And right. um, yeah, there's, there's no tax, and if you're like a wise spender, you're obviously not gonna be like a reckless spender out there. You're still gonna be responsible. Like for me, I would call myself responsible to a certain extent. Um, And I thought I was going to lose my shit going out there. But the fact that you're not from there and you have to be completely aware of how much money you have the entire time, Mm -hmm. how much money you're spending, how much this costs, how much that costs, I felt like I was a little more even responsible Mm -hmm. and more aware of that because... The food was very affordable. Okay. And it was bomb no matter where you got it from. Mm-hmm. Like, whether it was from the convenience store, okay, uh, like a Michelin star restaurant, which we went to, oh my fucking God, <laughs> best ramen I've ever had in my life, mm-hmm. or whether it was a regular hole in the wall restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, I was not disappointed. But there was one thing. Okay. I'll probably send you a picture of that, too. Like, I forgot to send that to you, but just imagine... Uh, volcano, okay. Yeah. Uh, did didn't I say that? I think, to- no, I think I saw it when you came back. Yes, yeah. I showed it to you. Oh my god, you remember, right? yes That was the most interesting thing that I would say. It's not that I didn't like it; okay. I liked it, <laughs> but in a way, I've never liked anything before. It okay. was, it was good, but it was just so different. What was so different about it was I was. It literally tasted like I was eating raw beef like straight up raw beef like you know that semi-bloody steak okay that yeah. <laughs> that that makes me feel semi kind of weird just if i see a little bit of blood but also eat it it's delicious right it's juicy it's good but damn <laughs> this thing this picture okay what they did was they like they barely cooked like this big piece of beef mm-hmm. and then like on the outside yeah. and then they leave the inside basically raw. Beef. And they thin slice the pieces that they're going to serve.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was, like, this really cool little hole-in-the-wall restaurant where we waited literally, like, 30 minutes to be seated. There was a long line outside and because they're known for, for this shit. Uh, and then you go, once you're, you're in there, like, they, they have, like, you're outside and then you enter through this, like, little, like, narrow door. Yeah. And then you go through the door and then they have, like, cool little like posters on the wall and then they have a tv right there that they're where they're showing you the process of how they're preparing the meat and how they're cooking the meat and how they slice it and everything you're like oh okay cool 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 then you go down some stairs it's like you're going to a basement Mm -hmm. and then you go down some stairs and then we reach the bottom and then we wait to be seated and we see like it's a cute literally like a little slice of like a shack like a little like section and a tiny little kitchen with like Two or three chefs, just like blah 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 blah, like just busting out with their with their skills, and we sit down, and then we're reading them. I don't know what's on the menu, yeah. but like you know, they're uh they're reading the uh, what's on the menu. I don't know what to get, but I'm I'm down to get whatever they're getting, and then we order it, and then they bring this thing of like a pile of just thin sliced meat on top of rice. There was like a mountain of white Japanese rice in in, in the bottom of the plate. Mm-hmm. that formed a volcano, and they put the, the slices like that, and then they cracked a raw egg, and they put it in the right middle. in the middle, right? Was that the sign? Okay. <laughs> All right. So the raw egg. Okay. Ooh, I really <laughs> wish they would have fried it before putting it on top, uh-huh. Like, because what What the fuck? But I, okay, I guess it's like good protein or whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess once you cook an egg, it loses certain nutrients. But anyway... The egg was there, the raw meat was there, the fucking rice was in there, and as soon as they brought it out, and they also serve you um a little small bowl of like a broth. Okay. Like yeah, a yeah. like a very Was it good? It was good. It was honestly like my favorite thing. <laughs> um it was even though it was kinda plain, but it was sort of savory mm-hmm. and it had um shaved white radishes in it. Okay. So it was pretty good. And you were meant to like drink that. As a way to, like, kind of take a break while, like, eating a piece of meat. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I should have ordered, like, three of those bowls. But, like, I was, you know, we were eating and it was just really interesting. It was Mm -hmm. the most interesting thing I've ever eaten. And I ate it. The first piece I had, it was, like, death. Like, (laughs) like, And and (laughs) by by death, I mean. This is so new. It was, it was, like blood it Uh, was like flesh it was like like something (laughs) i have never eaten before like i've never eaten raw meat like i've eaten raw fish like that like that kind of meat fish but that's different that comes from the sea i've never eaten raw beef and it felt so alive still like i was just like i felt wrong eating it like that Uh, yeah i can see that but it was cool like I, I'm happy I got to experience that and I'm happy I was brave enough to eat it because mm-hmm. I honestly thought I was going to get sick. Okay. Um, you know, like this fear that people have like, oh, if something has blood in it, you could get sick, you could get like a really bad virus or illness from that or mm-hmm. bacteria um, or it could give you food poisoning or something like right. that. Uh, I was paranoid about that, but I was totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nothing happened because the meat was clean everything like honestly the japanese take pride in how clean their food is and how they prepare their food before they give it to you they really make sure everything is is clean everything is beautiful like everything looks aesthetically like perfect for you before they even serve it to you and i experience that every single time
0: it just seems like a culture of excellency like they just take it Seriously. Do you feel like they take life seriously, but just kind of in a different way? I don't know how to explain it. It's like in France they take life seriously, but it's more on a decadent side. It's more like we fuck. <laughs> we, <Yeah. have> fun. <laughs> we
1: fuck, we eat We move chill. on,
0: we don't move pity on. ourselves when bad things happen, we value life. But then it's like I love that. What? Japan seems like they value life, but just in a different way. Like almost like we dedicate ourselves to
1: excellency. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like the Japanese Thrive on excellence, honor, respect, oh, yes. um, nice, and discipline. Discipline. Yeah, like I feel like they're very, very passionate to a point where, just like the French, but like the Japanese, just have a certain style to mm-hmm. them that, like, mixed in with mm-hmm. this one. Most is fabulous, right? It's delicious. <laughs> yeah. and it's
0: not even I'm making me it. tipsy. It's amazing.
1: I'm starting to feel it a little bit. <laughs>
0: okay. So what were you saying though? They they're just so disciplined and
1: I would say they're they're just so passionate about mm-hmm. life and about well being, mm-hmm. about good health. Wow! Like I saw older people walking, riding their bicycles. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see that out here in the U.S. At least in California and L.A. and Palmdale, I don't really see that.
0: Yeah, you know, and that's true.
1: Out there, everyone like I hardly saw people driving. Everybody takes, everything is more community-based, like, more about everyone else, not about yourself. Like, people are very considerate about how you're feeling, so they don't talk on the train, mm-hmm. you know? Like, people are, are always making sure you feel appreciated, so they're always bowing to you. They're always mm-hmm. saying thank you. Like, they're very respectful. They sh- they, they're they very um expressive of, of that side, too. Like, they're passionate in a way that they're passionate about all the things that make their culture excellent, you know, yeah. and and you can see that when you eat their food, when you yeah. ride their 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 subways, when you walk down a quiet street, like the neighborhoods there, even in the cities, are like not as loud as they are out here. You know, it's it's very when there's a certain time, like it's just you just know. Very nice. Yeah, and um, that sounds nice. That sounds- oh, I can't wait to go back. Honestly, it's. Mm-hmm it's only a matter of time <laughs> so would you recommend
0: it then speaking of just you know language would you recommend it for a solo female traveler solo traveler in general or would you say like if you don't speak japanese definitely go there with someone who speaks
1: japanese i would say both okay i would say it's gonna be a lot more fun with at least one more person okay like you're you could at least like help each other out when you know trying to find what train you should catch you know like it's always good to have at least one person there with you to help you out with these kind of things and to also laugh with and and just share the experience with. i recommend solo as well because Mm -hmm. i've been doing this thing where i've been just dating myself a lot lately and just be just really learning how to enjoy my own company Mm -hmm. and really getting to know myself in that way Yeah, so i highly do recommend traveling by yourself to japan it is extremely safe yeah extremely okay. people okay. leave their doors unlocked there okay. like people would leave their bikes parked in front of their fucking buildings in front of their homes in their parkway next to their car with no lock okay and they were com- like they, they would always be there their, yeah they would hang their clothes in their front yard on their balcony like nothing like yeah. oh nobody's gonna steal it nobody does right it's people are just very very like um to themselves but their mannerisms are on point Mm -hmm. like they're very like you don't have to tell them anything they already know and you take off your shoes when you enter homes yeah which is something yeah yeah yeah. which is pretty cool and in restaurants too They, they have like sections i thought that was awesome like there's a section where you could leave your shoes on and then there's like a lot of these restaurants had like this levitated section that was a little higher where you had to take off your shoes mm-hmm. okay. yeah right mm-hmm. and i love this about the japanese they like sitting on the floor okay yeah 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 that's a, so that's like cool. yeah so they would a lot of these places that w- where you would take off your shoes the tables were about this height mhm and like you would sit down on pillows mm-hmm. um which was really cool cuz i'm i'm a very floorsy person i like love sitting on the floor and stuff especially when i'm like communing with people mhm or just hanging out, mm-hmm. but yeah, I definitely recommend with or by yourself, either like way, traveling. would be fine. Yeah, either yeah. way, you would be totally safe and you would be fine and you would have a great time. Either way,
0: you know what I was, um, interested in. You know, I'm not a city person, it's not about any particular city. I just cities like, oh, they just, I don't know, I'm just, it's not for me. Yeah, but cities um, are
1: can be overwhelming and hectic yeah there we go
0: and busy and loud but this doesn't seem like the typical city that's what i'm finding interesting about it it just doesn't seem like something that and japan always attracted me because partially of the countryside you know um i've heard that it's just gorgeous out there too but you, you didn't get out there, did you? You were only I,
1: in. Oh, you did! Thank God, I did. Oh, um, okay. I got okay. to experience the yeah. city and the country. Nice. Thank God, because I'm. I feel like at heart, I feel like my past life, I was a country girl for yeah. sure. Like I'm very nice. I'm a very nature outdoorsy person. Uh-huh. I feel myself when I'm outside. And there, so we had the benefit of staying in um, the Airbnb in Tokyo, right? But we could travel so like through the subways and we went to this place called Kyoto. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's where i left a piece of me um in Japan. Like we went there and we were mainly going to go for like to to get to experience like the real like country traditional japanese raw in your face like yeah. aspect of of that of of the of our travel and our visit and I couldn't wait because there was like a Starbucks that that one of our friends, uh, his my ex's little sister wanted to to check out because it was not like your average Starbucks. It had it was like full on wooden everything, wooden floors. You ha- you know, like everything was just very different, and we wanted to see it for ourselves. But we didn't end up finding it. But instead, we had the benefit of like just exploring the city, mm-hmm. and the buildings were again short. Mm-hmm. Very rustic looking, made out of wood. There was a lot of straw. Like there was just, it was just so nice, gorgeous. like so peaceful and just so down to earth and everyone, not everyone, but like I would say 80% of the population there, 80 to 70, wears traditional <laughs> Japanese kimonos um, and attire. Mm-hmm. The men and women. Right. And they wear those tall wooden sandals that's too cool. like the traditional ones like yeah. clack clap 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 yeah um nice. they yeah they, there was a lot you see that a lot more in like in Kyoto for mm-hmm. sure and if you want to see all that more that's definitely the place to go and I was just like literally just like amazed by everything and if it's like a city but it's like a small city vibe and it's like a farm city vibe kind of like it doesn't You don't see like tall metal gray buildings. Like all Mm -hmm. these buildings are like like earth tones, and like they're not made like they don't they don't feel modern. They feel very old, ancient kind of like like from a different time. Mm -hmm. And I saw lots of more browns, sand colors, like earth tones there. Like a lot more of those colors there. More greens. Um, I'm all about that, so I was loving it. Uh, but I got eaten by mosquitoes like a motherfucker <laughs> okay so,
0: good to know. it was
1: so bad yeah that's another thing to keep in mind like yeah. really if you're gonna go like go prepared take bug spray with you mm-hmm. um you know and take uh sunblock for sure okay. if you're going springtime or summertime oh my gosh but we went on this this uh this trail like this um up the mountain once we got off the subway mm-hmm <laughs> this is so good oh no, my god really you just had like three blueberries it is mouth.
0: good okay i have to say it because i've made other ones and they were not there so this bob, is good so, this, this is, is bob really
1: you're getting better girl. dude this is the improvement i didn't <laughs> taste the ones before but I, <laughs> i'm guessing you know like you've improved you <laughs> um but yeah like uh so you get off the the subway mm-hmm. and then it's like you're literally like it's like you go back in time okay it's like you're going back to the feudal era or something yeah. before cars were a thing. Oh, okay. And, like, you were still riding horses and, like, the wagon. That's what it feels yeah. like when you go to Kyoto. Okay. And then... Is it is
0: Kyoto far? Like, how... What are we talking? Yeah. Did you take a, you took was, a train?
1: Uh, we took two trains, okay? I think... Yeah. So, it was a little bit of a... Not, I would say, a mission, but, like, okay. we did stay at a hotel, When we were staying in Tokyo and we decided to go to Kyoto, we stayed in Kyoto for like two days um, and we stayed at this hotel that had those pods, um, those little space-looking pods Mm -hmm. for sleeping. I think I sent you a picture of that, of what it looked like inside. I don't think I saw that one. So it was like um, a hotel where you basically have, you stay in, um, it's not like your average hotel. Right like it was very very nice and and uh but like the beds were like stacked on top of each other and like there were stairs and there were like these little paws that you would go into and it felt like you were in fucking outer space like you were in a spaceship and like you were about to be thrown into like just the wildness of like the depths of space like the darkness and stars and I say that because it's, like, small in there. And it was, like, kind of, like, picture, like, a, a small little twin bed with a rice pillow. Mm-hmm. Very uncomfortable. Rice pillow. Okay. <laughs> that was the only thing I didn't like about that. The The pillow was not that comfortable. Good. Um. So if you go to this hotel, keep in mind, take a pillow with you or, like, take a towel or something. Because <laughs> uh, your head's not going to be happy. Um. So it was like you're, like, literally on a bead sack or something. <laughs> literally, that's... <laughs> like Mm -hmm. but the bed was comfortable the sheets were comfortable and then in front of you there was like like a little stereotype or a boombox type of thing where you could play music you could turn on the lights um you could write and then you can also look at the time so I wrote like a little poem while I was in there I was drawing kind of using my inspiration we stayed there um and then for one night And then we left and we traveled, we took a train to Kyoto. So I would say it was like, if I remember correctly, the train that we took from Tokyo to Kyoto, it was like one of the very bigger bullet trains. Mm -hmm. So it took about an hour or two. Mm -hmm. Because you're traveling from like a dense, dense, like literally it's like Tokyo, I would say say it's like downtown LA. So you're traveling from like downtown LA or like Tokyo all the way to like maybe San Diego, Santa Barbara, like about like the same kind of distance through train. Oh my goodness. But it was so beautiful. Like you could see like just everything just changing like from the city to like mountains, farmlands, green, 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 like water, rice paddy fields, like farms, like just, and like those cool little farmer trucks, like the Japanese um, have like the certain car, the certain type of truck or car that I saw like, Every time I would see a person driving, the car would always look like it was, like, the same model. Like, because they don't really, not that many people drive out there. But when they do, it's either for farming or for, like, work-related or something like that. But Mm -hmm. they usually take the subway. But it was so cool. Like, it just felt, like, just very old school. Like, I was traveling back in time. Mm -hmm. Like, because I feel like the Japanese, the culture is a mixture of tradition and contemporary living. Like, in one. It's like a hybrid mm-hmm. because they respect and they value and ex- like how their history and how their roots and the, their old ways have followed them through True. today, like the transitions. But they like to mix it, so yeah. they're very advanced, but they're very humble, and they're they'd rather be sustainable.
0: Yes. They're very
1: sustainable too, e-
0: economically. Yes, well, not economically.
1: I'm sorry, environmentally. Environmentally, there yeah. you go. Yes. Yeah very very much so they pay attention to stuff like that but yeah the ride from tokyo to kyoto was not that bad it was definitely like honestly it was worth it sure. it was beautiful like yeah. gorgeous like you literally like just admiring the whole i took so many pictures like i lost count because i just didn't want to forget anything you know yeah. bless you thank you oh um, sounds beautiful yeah it was, it was very special
0: good so it's good that you got to the countryside and this I think that's great because sometimes people go places and there's not a balance, and that sounds like a good,
1: pretty good balance. I needed that. Yeah, we want. We got to the mountain. Oh, first of all, I believe they're the red gates. They're called the red gates. Yeah, <laughs> they're the you know the big famous red yeah. gates that you pass in Japan, like so that amazing. have like Japanese writing or like they have stuff on them sometimes to like um, remember a very important person maybe that lived for a monk or something. They had a bunch of those. So we, once we exited, we passed the city of Kyoto and we were going up a mountain because mm-hmm. we, we were going to go on a hike. Mm-hmm. And then you see like all these like street vendors and food vendors like right before, like right in front of like the red gates, mm-hmm. like the red um, and like shaved ice with flavors, mm-hmm. um, like cabal of like chicken or fish just oh mochi balls like food oh like exactly (laughs) exactly food like just like street food vendors just selling like um for people anybody that wanted some i I got some delicious shaved ice with like this red juice on top it was so good and then like one of our friends got like a fruit and then like like this teriyaki kebab thing Mm -hmm. and then we passed that And then we pass the gates and we're going up and there's a bunch of beautiful artwork already. And I'm just like already like going crazy because there's like all the gates and all the like little canopies that they have in the buildings are very traditional Japanese artwork, very colorful, red, vibrant patterns. And then we pass the gates and we're already on the hike and we go past and past and past and like we're literally, it feels like we're in, like, a a, a jungle forest yeah. is the best way I could describe the Japanese forest Ooh. in Kyoto that I went to. Like, it was a hybrid of jungle and forest. It was
0: beautiful. You know,
1: and it, it was very lush, very green, yeah. very okay. ancient. Like, there was fox shrines. Kitsune. Wow. Kitsune is how you say fox in Japanese. Yeah. There's a lot of kitsune Um like we're because the japanese honor the dead uh they're very uh expressive of their beliefs of like how your soul doesn't like it goes somewhere when you pass and sometimes it's nice and they honor that and they respect that and they're very much into like animals like respecting the animals like very similar to like native american culture i would mm-hmm. say if i could mm-hmm. describe it to some something similar yeah. i would say japanese and native americans are very similar when it comes to the afterlife their mm-hmm. beliefs in the afterlife and when it comes to animals and showing respect and like worshiping them and appreciating them right for for our experiences or what they provide for us in this life right that sounds nice. Well, yeah. So
0: then it's like you get the modern day. So it's like a blend of worlds. You get the modern day, but you get the traditional. You get the new school, but you get the old school. Exactly.
1: And that's like you're getting the best of both World. worlds because you're right in the middle of it all. Right. You, It's like you're literally going back in time. You're experiencing that of the past, but you're also experiencing the now, and you're experiencing like... The future, in a way, you know, because mm-hmm. you see how it is now, but you see how it's starting to change, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very special. I would say Japan is where it's at. Like mm-hmm. they really, I feel like we have a lot to learn from them, yeah. In their culture, their beliefs, and environments, and just when it comes to healthy living and stuff like that, too. I feel like we, the U.S. as a country, has a lot to learn.
0: Yeah. Okay, that sounds nice. Mm-hmm. I'm learning a lot. This is great. So. Mm-hmm. Then what would I, what was your takeaway from the trip? Like you spent two weeks there, Mm -hmm. which is a good amount of time, honestly, for a vacation. That's actually really excellent. Mm -hmm. Um, so what was your takeaway? Like, what did you feel afterwards? And why, why did you go? Like, was it really like, this is just going to be a tourist experience or did it have a bigger impact on you than what you thought it would? Like, was it something that you went? It's like, it's just going to be for fun. And then it turned into something else, or is like, what? What was the biggest outcome for you? Did you feel more rested when you came back? Did you feel more pe- at peace? Did you? Um, I mean, I feel like traveling. It just kind of it does different things for different people, and people do it for different reasons. So I just didn't know what was the motive for going. And once you left, was there something different that just kind of came out of it for you?
1: That's an excellent question. These are excellent questions. I've been wanting to travel to Japan. For a very long time. Right. Okay. And I feel like in the most recent years, once I started learning more about, like, anime, the culture in general, seeing movies, um, hearing the language, seeing pictures, meeting people that also wanted to go.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: I feel like that is what aided me and propelled me to finally just do it. You yeah. know? Like, I feel like I needed their help to get there Mm -hmm. because they wanted the same thing and I worked for like three months straight just to save up enough money just to go so that trip meant a lot to me
0: and it was worth it because of the work you put in
1: exactly and that's why I was so mindful of how much money I was spending there too because I worked my ass off I was not about to spend this shit like recklessly Mm. no 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 like I was like no 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 like I'm gonna leave here making sure I get gifts for all my important people in my life all Mm -hmm. my family all my friends you know got to get stuff for myself but I also got to feed myself during this trip too I got to do this I got to do that like I got to make sure um you know I also have enough to give like my friends if in case they like they spot me on anything or anything you know like I was very mindful of that and it was so worth it and I feel like I would do it all over again you Mm -hmm. know like I feel like I went there, with the intention of knowing that my life was like gonna change like perspective wise and my mind and my soul was going to expand because that's japan that's like on the other side of the world yeah. and i knew that i was going to feel different when i came back mm-hmm. and i did but i didn't know to what extent like i knew i was about to experience something awesome mm-hmm. but i had no idea mm-hmm. Like how special it would be like we went to an art museum the best art museum i've ever been to Mm -hmm. like japanese are artists like by heart like it's like a natural like they're just very like just they're just so beautiful and artistic like and on point with that shit like they're just great artists god this museum literally dumbfounded me i i left speechless like and I'll pro- I'll send you some some more um, yes off- please yes and videos if you have yes videos for sure like I I was so shocked at how at everything I saw in this museum like every like they're very much advanced a lot of their technology yeah, right. um is very advanced but what I love about them is that they don't show off they're just there you mm-hmm. know like they're just like oh, yeah like whatever like yeah this is this is this but. They're not arrogant about it. They're not cocky. They're not conceited about mm. it. They're very, like, down-to-earth about it. And they, I like it, even though they're, they're advanced, but they're still behind in the past. But they know that they're advanced. But they choose to mix the old with the new. You know? Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they could be all-out advanced technology and stuff like that. But they don't want to be. Like, they seem they, humble. Yeah, they're very, very <laughs> humble because they know what they have. Mm-hmm. They know it, but they still choose to be humble and like still implement a lot of the traditional aspects. And like they still are mm-hmm. like not with their noses in the air. They're very much like just grounded, and I love that about them. Yeah, that's what I learned, you know. And that's I feel like you can't just learn that from a book. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like you have to, like, I feel like you really grow and you really learn from a culture when you're in it. Right. Exactly. When you're actually, like, you're sleeping there. Right. When you're there for a week, when you're living with the people there, when you're speaking with them, right. interacting with them. Right. When you're swimming in their beaches or eating their food, like, when you're dancing with, with their to their music in a different language, like, it's just... You like that's the learning, right? That's the it's the experience, you you know, and that's that's something that is priceless, you know. It doesn't like you know. I know I worked my ass off for three months straight, and you know I even got into a couple arguments with him too. Like I was like, man, I'm working more than you. Like you're over here having fun. I'm over here busting my ass for this Japan trip. Honestly, it was all worth worth it. it. I don't care how many fights I got into with him. You know, I hope you're hearing this too. <laughs> it was worth it, you know? I would do it again because it was beautiful. And now that I watch anime, now that I, if I hear Japanese again, if I eat Japanese food, I'm just like, like, yeah. it just takes me back to that trip. And I and I appreciate it so much more right. than what I did before, before. I visited. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk practicality.
0: Japan, okay, I don't want to know specifics, but would you say, as far as affordability goes, you know people who travel this this is the main concern of people I know who don't travel much actually is like, oh well, the cost and this and that, and I kind of want to help people get over that kind of you know pessimistic attitude because it's like well you spend your money on so many other things, why can't travel be one of those things so exactly. um what tips would you have as far as what you did for? saving um just trying to you know i think one of the things is like planning ahead Mm -hmm. so what would you say because if you plan ahead then it's like gives you time to save
1: Um, i definitely agree i would say what i've experienced especially for my trip to japan is giving yourself a year to plan okay like especially like i feel like if you're a big planner like i am like i'm a very i'm very big on adventure and i know you are too yeah you know we're both travel bugs but like i feel like when it comes to traveling internationally like when you're going to when you know you're going to leave the country you want to make sure that you study that place as much as possible smart. smart you know smart. you do as research you do a lot of research on that country on the culture on what's socially appropriate and what's inappropriate Ooh, yeah, um yeah. you want to make sure you look at You know, you you literally do your research when it comes to all aspects of that place, when it comes to the the house, the apartment, the hotel you're going to stay at, the car you're going to drive, or the trains, the buses you're going to take. Are you going to take portable Wi-Fi? Do you want to be off the map? Do you want people to know where you're at all the time or not? And do you want to just take pictures during your whole trip and then just wait to post them when you're done? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want... To have direct communication with your family, right? When WhatsApp. You're, yeah. If if that's the case, then yes, take your portable Wi Fi if you if you want to be safe too. But if not, if you want to go out completely off the map, I highly recommend that too. I've never done that, but I want to do that one day, where like yeah. you don't have to worry about yeah. shit. Like I don't give a fuck. Like where where am I right now? I'm I'm here. Yeah. Like yes. and it doesn't matter. If you yeah. don't know where I'm at, if you don't know <laughs> where I'm at, if you don't know, <laughs> I don't care. I'm here. I'm off the map. You know, like yeah, yeah. you know, this is me. This is my time. you yeah. know? So I feel like I highly recommend both. You know, like yeah. if you, it depends what you want. You Anybody. know, if if mm-hmm. you don't want anyone to have access to your time, right? If you feel right. like your time is valuable and you only want to be in your own space, totally do that. You know, mm-hmm. forget that portable Wi-Fi. <laughs> but if you if you do want to like post and shit like that uh if you want to like call your mom every so often or like video chat with her through whatsapp every other day or every day even Mm -hmm. um if you're that close to her go for it get that portable wi-fi that shit came in handy so much because because we were like with a group of eight or nine people every time we would go into a group we would separate that group one of the person uh one of the people would have that portable wi-fi so we would always had like that communication of like content. Oh, where are you at? Where are we meeting? Uh, okay, meet us here at this spot. That's what came in handy when it came to communication and texting each other or sending each other messages when it came to like meeting up. Mm-hmm. when If we were exploring... If you're big on exploring and you want to go with a large group of friends, but you don't want to get lost, get yourself a portable Wi-Fi. But if you're going by yourself or you're going with just a very intimate crowd, I don't think it's necessary. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just try to stick together the whole time, especially if you're going somewhere that doesn't, you're not a native English speaker or Spanish speaker. Just be careful because if you're going somewhere that's foreign, be aware that if you get lost, it's going to be a lot harder to find you. So, this is real. yeah. So just you know, just just be very responsible and very careful before you go. make sure you have everything you need. Mm-hmm. um and plan ahead. plan, like write things down. Talk to the people that you you see yourself traveling with. Like if you see yourself traveling with your friend, like to Belize, like next year and you see yourselves on the beach already in that house, all right, start talking to them about it. okay. you know, like start, okay, so this is what we need for the trip, right. This is what we got to do. This is the cities we're going to visit. Like make a list and really take your time creating that trip, yeah. you know, and planning for it. And then when the time comes, you know, and slowly start saving for it. When it's time to buy that plane ticket, buy that plane ticket. Right. And that's when you know it's for sure. Then start saving for the stuff you're going to buy for that trip. Yeah. You know, the, the portable Wi-Fi, the, uh, the house that you're going to stay at, yeah. the hotel, You know, everything is done step by step. That's how we did it for our Japan trip. We got our plane ticket first to make it official. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we got our house right after.
0: Nice. Um,
1: And then we gave ourselves two, like two weeks or about a month to like stack up on the cash already. So that way we could have enough to spend on the house. And then after we were done with the house, okay, now we're going to spend money on the portable Wi-Fi. Cool. Now, once it got closer and closer and closer to that time, we already had everything lined up. Everything. That was important.
0: And you guys had it step-by-step by by importance because obviously you need a place to stay. And then obviously you need to get there. So first you need to get there. Exactly. Right. Smart.
1: And if you're not a person that is financially independent or stable, if you feel like you don't make enough money, for instance, uh, like me, (laughs) um, I feel like... That's why it worked out like that for me, you know, paying for this at this time and then waiting to stack up on my cash, and then paying for this next and then waiting to stack, you know, and I also like to take my time when it comes to things, too. So that's why I say wait at least a year to plan for a trip. If you picture yourself traveling with someone, wait at least a trip because it takes time. There's a lot to think about when it comes to traveling, Um, especially outside of the country uh if you're traveling for over a week
0: and what i love what you said was create the trip that's the first time i've ever heard someone say that because it's true it's first of all it's an experience you're not going and doing this kind of like i don't know robotic thing this is going to be a whole experience and it doesn't matter if it's for a day i've had day trips that changed my life i've had week trips that changed my life um, because you don't know what you're gonna get and but you're creating something completely new that's gonna alter you. So I love I love that phrase. Exactly create your trip.
1: Exactly. That's and, you, and you wanna make sure that it's comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. you that you're mm-hmm. planning everything you want to experience. Right. You wanna make sure you're gonna do everything you're going there to do. Yeah. Like and if it and you know, also you wanna go with the flow too. If it's not the time right time of the year
0: right they yeah. go
1: with the flow of course right. but like if you're planning for it and you're making sure that the weather's good yeah that that everything's good and everything's good you know make sure that you take all that into account and if you know and 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 it depends what kind of travel experience you want are you looking for a more spontaneous trip all right whatever happens happens on this motherfucking trip that's very true. like that happens to me you know i'm all up for it whatever but then there's those trips where you're like, nah, I wanna I wanna do this, I wanna do that, I wanna do that, because I'm looking for this out of it. And that's it. You know, cool. And then there's the birthday celebration trips or like, you know, you're celebrating something specific, but then there's also those trips that are just for yourself, you know? Depends why you're traveling. Yeah. But I feel like the most important question you gotta ask yourself before you travel anywhere is why am I traveling here? what's the goal yes. and what do i want to experience while i'm here
0: yeah
1: like you know and how how do i plan to make sure i experience that you know how, how what are the steps necessary to take in order for that to happen
0: so i have a question mhm speaking of experience i had a uh my grandma's friend she once told me something like years ago um you know, I had, like, lied to her and told her I was going to Puerto Rico. I wasn't going to Puerto Rico. But she was like... <laughs> where did
1: you go instead? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going. And she was like, good. You know, do it now because you're young. And she said, so many people get to your grandma and I's age, and they have so many regrets because they didn't go where they wanted to go. They didn't do the things that they wanted to do. So she was like...
1: When they were that you know, age.
0: When they were that age, right. So she was like, go and do what you want to do. I want to know how do you feel about that because... Me personally, I feel like so many people want to travel, but maybe they've never done it, and they have so many excuses for it. But then I'm like, but then you're gonna get old and you didn't do it. So what do you think about what my grandma's friend said? Do you feel like what she said is like yeah, or do you feel like some people should limit themselves? And I mean, I really honestly want to know what you think about that. Like, what do you limit think limit themselves
1: when it comes to what
0: traveling or whatever they want to do in life? Period. It might not even be traveling. Some people don't like to travel, you know. Whatever.
1: I'm like, what? Are <laughs> you? Are you alive? Yeah. <laughs> are you living? Are you a zombie? You just want to are <laughs> like,
0: okay. But no. Um, but what do you think about what she said? Do you feel like, yeah, we're however old you are, even if you're 30 or if you're 40, go? Or do you feel like, um be practical and stay, stay where you are?
1: So, never the second one. Um, Okay. (laughs) I I feel like... (laughs) Never that. Never that. I mean, I would say I'm an introvert and an extrovert, so I would Mm -hmm. say I respect those people that stay where they're at, they're comfortable, Comfortable. you know, like, that all up for you, whatever makes you happy. Right. I respect that. Right. Whatever brings you peace. But, as a Sagittarius, as as an explorer at heart, as a person that values freedom and travel and just... New experiences in general, I would say, exactly like what your grandma's your friend. grandma's friend said. Like I feel like we all need to live in the present moment and value mm-hmm. the present moment, but also plan for our our near our futures. That's our, true. You can do both, huh? Yes, you can multitask and do both at yeah. the same time. Like yeah. that's not hard at all. Like it's doable. You could definitely, you know. So I would say. Take advantage of your time. Yeah. Now is the time to start planning. If you do want to take that trip somewhere that you've always been dying to go to or always been curious about, talk to someone you feel really comfortable with that feel like, or you know, that you feel like they would also be down to go with you. Right. Um, or just plan it yourself. Excuse me. Ask for necessary time. Talk to your bosses, talk to whoever you need to mention it to them. Hey, you know, even if it's not semantic, hey, you know, I'm thinking about taking a trip to Hawaii, uh, in like six months from now, I'm just throwing it out there just so you know, you know, and then you're already manifesting that in, in the universe. Like you're already establishing a plan. And then once you've established that plan, you can like one day when you're done working or, you know, you're drinking by yourself or with your friends or whatever, you come home. You're like, hmm, I wonder how much flights are, you know, or I wonder how much Airbnbs are Um, four months from now at Indonesia yeah. or whatever, you They're know? Exactly. And then you'll just start looking, you'll kind of, and then once you'll see, you see a mental picture, a visual, you'll be like, oh, okay. So there's this price now, the price is going to start increasing every day after then. So, okay, when am I going to feel ready to buy the ticket? Should I buy the ticket or not, you know? start really kind of like dipping your toes in the water now and really take advantage of your life of your time that you have here in this world because life is really short right and we don't know when we're going to leave this realm you know this real. this reality like i feel like we should all do what makes us happy and be unapologetic about it yeah. and and really focus on our needs and our wants not be selfish but kind of, yeah. <laughs> you know, like really selfish, but kind of, but kind of kind you of, know, like, yeah. because no, I feel I like, I feel like we just live we your spend, life for you. Exactly. Live your life for you, you know, prioritize you and your dreams and your goals and your passions, because that is the most important part yeah. of your life. You know, like I know family's family comes first and family, right. this and family that, but yes. you know what? You at the end of the day are always first. And, you should always be your priority, right. and then your family, like and anyone else cups. that comes in. Yeah. You know, because you cannot pour water into another cup if yours is empty, right? Or half full, right? Your cup has always got to be full, yeah. In order for you to even, in be there order for, for you to even pour into other cups, or right. for you to even feel okay with yourself, right. like you got to make sure that you're healthy, you're happy, and you're at peace. Right? You know you got those three things all oh, you're ready you're ready to travel and start planning your trips you know start planning your life yeah. and if you have a remote job even better <laughs> you can travel and take Do your job you with want, you right. you know yeah. and that's my goal too mm-hmm. to have all the freedom in the world and to take my job with me, no matter where I'm at, yeah, is to make, endless. you know, like, and to live and enjoy and, and just bask in the beauty yeah. of this world, yeah. you know? I, I feel like that's what life is all about, experiencing new things.
0: Beautiful.
1: That was great. Cheers to that.
0: that <laughs> was great. No, I mean, really, that was great. And I'm so grateful and I'm thankful that you came on because I learned so much today, especially about Japan, things I didn't know your perspective, how you felt about things. So I'm really appreciative of you. I'm glad you came. Of course. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me on here. Honestly, this is my first interview.
0: <laughs> so yes.
1: honestly, I will never forget this. This You're is awesome. Sure.
0: <laughs> All right, you guys.
1: Thank you for having me,
0: everyone. And that was another episode of Moving Mimosas. Until Ooh. next time, everybody.
1: Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everyone.